What's up, everybody? Good morning. Welcome to Honorado and Company. Chris Honorado here. Ashley Miller still to come, of course, but I had to show you where I was. Alpenhouse RV and camping in Amsterdam. Incredible operation here. The business they do and the way they do business is really what sets them apart. And we are so proud to be partnered up with Alpenhouse and Andy Heck and Katie Osborne and at the RV and camping store. Store manager Seth is the guy to seek out here if you're ever out this way looking for uh, what they do so well in terms of, like I said, all the supplies you need for camping, the RV sales, and what I have behind me is a 2022 Rise. I'll tell you a little bit about it. About I mean, there's a shower. There's a shower in this thing behind me. You could take it anywhere you want on the road. Let's bring Ash into the conversation here. Ash, this is our next road trip. In the van. Our next road trip. Okay. We don't take many road trips. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Uh, good morning. Good to Hi. see you. Um, we've got a lot to get to on today's show. The NFL is appealing the Deshaun Watson suspension. Six games handed down to him by a retired federal judge. Now the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, can decide whether he wants to hear the appeal himself. It's so funny. The league decides we're going to appeal this decision. Right. And then the commissioner of that league decides maybe I'll be the one to hear the appeal and make a decision or I'll appoint somebody else on this case. My guess is he is the one that will handle this because of the situation yeah. that was, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple uh, uh charges of, of, of sexual assault, um, civil lawsuits. And so we'll get into what the NFL is doing and how many games we think Deshaun Watson will actually miss in this upcoming season. We have NFL football tonight, Woo. the Jaguars and the Raiders on NBC and News Channel 13. We're reacting to the Major League Baseball trade deadline, of course, and the new National Lacrosse League commissioner, Brett Frude, will join the show here on Honorado and Company. Ash, let's get it going here. is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. That's right, and I'm live at Alpenhouse RV and Camping in Amsterdam. And our thanks to them for supporting the show from the very start. The 2022 rise behind me, two captain's chairs in the front. It comes with a dinette, a microwave, a refrigerator, a stove, a kitchen sink. Like I said, it has a convenient shower and toilet. The thing has everything you need to hit the road. This would have been the NFL training camp vehicle yep. for sure, right? Yeah. Because I said this is a little more my style and size and uh, style. My size. I was going to say, not, none of that's your style. But. And and speed. Here it is. Another look at it, right? This, this I think I could effectively navigate on the roadways as yeah. opposed to a, a full-on RV. RV. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Carol's watching. Uh, Carol, good morning. We do our uh, baseball stadium tour in that, too. That's not a bad idea. Thanks for watching, Carol. She is always with us here on Honorado and Company. Here's the news of the day, if you will, and it is an appeal from the NFL League office of the six-game suspension that Deshaun Watson is currently scheduled to serve. Uh, we've talked about it on the show a bunch of times, and I always kind of thought – He's got to miss at least half of the season. Now there is no perfect half with a 17 game, but to me that's nine. Now I'm not going to I'm not going to be short on the half. I'll be I'll be heavy on the half. And so I said nine has got to be the minimum. 
I'm starting to get a sense, though, now that it's going to be more than nine. The NFL wanted a full year suspension. This is what they had recommended uh, through the process was a full year suspension, indefinite suspension, but they wanted to be in a, a full year and a monetary fine. The federal judge, retired federal judge, says to Watson, you've got six games, so a third of the year, essentially. Yeah. And no fine. I, I just feel like the NFL now is maybe a little ticked off. Hey, wait a minute. This is an yeah. opportunity for us to send a message. If you're Roger Goodell, I say he handles it on his own. I say he gives Watson at least nine games. Ten feels maybe a little more fitting and a hefty fine because the way his contract yeah. with the Browns is structured, Ash, is that he's not going to lose money. Yeah for even sitting out these games nope. or this year. They've structured it so the real money doesn't kick in until next year. They've, they've known what they were doing, what was coming. And so, again, if I'm the NFL, this is an opportunity for me to send a message to the teams to say, how dare you sign somebody who's facing the allegations he's facing, facing the civil lawsuits he's facing, give him the largest guaranteed contract in NFL history, and you don't think we're going to find a way to come down on you? For come on, shame on you. Yeah, listen, I think we've set the bar pretty low here. The whole process, the litigation litigation process in the NFL is so bizarre. You have a retired judge making this decision, which yeah. essentially the NFL is going to say doesn't even matter at this point if you're going to hand it over to Roger Goodell and let him be the ultimate kind of decision maker. But she set the bar so low that I feel like it has to go higher, right? It has to be nine games or more. I don't think they'll go a full season, but this is a guy like, like you said, without losing money, six games isn't enough to teach that guy a lesson. Like you have to tell the guy, you got to live your life differently. You have to change who you are and what you've done. And you can't be a disgusting pig. You need to change your life and be a better human. In order to do that, you have to affect his life significantly. And that the six games, no money doesn't affect his life significantly. No, and, and neither does last year's situation where he never saw the field. He didn't want to play in Houston anyway, and I right. get it. It affected his his paycheck and, and his bank account, but he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to play. So don't give me that, well, last year was kind of a full suspension. He, he, he didn't want to play. He wasn't fighting to get on the field in any way. He was good with sitting out and then obviously – the trade to Cleveland and, and like I said, the largest guaranteed contract uh, in NFL history to Deshaun Watson. Does this ruin the Brown season? Probably, right? Jacoby Brissett's a yeah. nice player, but that division, I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, the worst team in that division, probably yeah. given the quarterback situation. But but I don't right. know. I mean, I think Vegas has their number at like seven and a half as total wins. I would go yeah. over. I'm not it's saying 21. Mitch Trubisky is going to be great. Yeah. Um, but I would, I think I'd go over on Pittsburgh. Baltimore's very good. Yeah. Obviously Cincinnati is, is terrific. Yeah. That division is tough, but if you can get wins outside of the division, it seven comes pretty quickly. Seven yeah. and a half might be, they might know what they're doing. Cause maybe seven comes, but eight doesn't. Um, but yeah, that, div <laughs> that division's tough because even when nobody is, are the Bengals going to be as good as they were last year? Who knows? But if they are even Pittsburgh Baltimore, those teams tend to win games even when they're not playoff teams. Yeah. So yeah. it's a tough division. Yeah. Um, we have football tonight. Wild. I, this game is so bizarre because it's so much earlier than everything else. But, hey, it's on our air. I'll be watching.
Yeah, and and the timing is right in line. It's always that early August Hall of yeah. Fame game, too. It used to be a Sunday night game. Now they're playing it on a Thursday. If you're watching us on Saturday night on my four, you are watching this thinking, boy, that was some bad football I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. And, and I won't disagree, but it is football, and so mm-hmm. and it's NFL football. So I think people will probably tune in at least for a little bit tonight. Now, you are not going to see Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to see Travis Etienne uh, for Jacksonville. So it may be even worse Mm -hmm. than you are anticipating. But will I watch a little bit of this? Sure. Yeah, I will. And I'll probably watch even more of the pregame because I'm more interested in the offseason storyline stuff and coming into the season. I'll watch more of the pregame than I will the actual game because, as we'll talk some baseball here, the Braves and the Mets, by the way, have a very big series this weekend. Yeah, Uh, no doubt. One that you're very interested in. Do you care at all about this game? The NFL game? Yeah. No, because I've seen enough Hall of Fame games to know, like, I don't care about the preseason until, I don't even know if I care at all about the preseason, until maybe the final preseason game. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And that, even then, you only get sometimes a quarter from the starting quarterback, a half if you're a young starting quarterback. But you're not going to see Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to see, you're not going to see the big guns. You're not going to yeah. see Tom Brady. Those guys aren't going to go out and play games. I'm interested because I love football, but I'm not going to sit there and watch the whole thing. No chance. Okay. I'll watch maybe a quarter. Sam's watching as well. Sam, good morning. I want to share this comment. It's long, but I want to throw it up here because Christine is a first-time commenter here on the show. If the man has 20-plus sexual assault charges against him, now the charges were dropped. We're getting a little technical here about it. Mm-hmm. There were still the civil lawsuits, 24 of them uh, mm-hmm. alleging sexual assault, and he has settled 23 of them. Why is he still on a team? Why is he still being paid – Millions of dollars. New hand slap teaches people is only uh, is that they can break the law abusing and assaulting women get paid. But yeah, uh, no one should watch the NFL. I, I get it. Look, I know I, I'm I am as guilty as every other sports fan out there that despite some of the characters in mm-hmm. certain leagues or in professional sports. Right. Like I, I'm trying not to let one or a few bad apples ruin the whole experience for me. I will still watch Browns games when Deshaun yeah. Watson is back on the field and playing. Um, I don't imagine I'm going to find myself rooting for him. For him. No. Yeah. No, so, I, uh, but I still well, watch listen, the, the NFL. Sport. The NFL can take control of this. I, like if the NFL does a better job of trying to eliminate or at least reprimand, discipline these guys, for more than a six, like a six game suspension is laughable. We had a guy get suspended an entire season for betting. And I know it, it's not apples to apples, but there's a list, a laundry list of things. Weed guys have gotten suspended for more. This is like, he's affecting other people. A guy smoking weed is only affecting himself. Like this is a guy who has changed women's lives probably for the worse. A lot of them. Uh, and it's not enough. So the NFL can do the right thing. And kind of make a statement and say, no, 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 this is not going to happen in our league because we will not allow you to play. Then at least you have a little bit more respect. And maybe, you know, maybe she has an easier time watching a a league like the NFL knowing, okay, at least they're trying to eliminate this stuff and they're trying to hold their players accountable. Yeah. All right. That's the NFL side of things here. Let's take a quick time out here on Honorado and Company. When we come back, Ash, Major League Baseball trade deadline is behind us. Winners, losers, surprising moves, blockbuster moves. 
We're all over it here on Honorado and Company. Live from Alpenhaus. Hang on back in 30 seconds, everybody. Alpenhaus RV is celebrating 58 years of family fun and camping during our anniversary sale. Shop big anniversary savings on an even bigger selection of RVs. Choose from new 2022 Avenger travel trailers for $194 a month and new 2022 Colorado travel trailers for $228 a month. Plus, all 2020 and newer RVs come with our exclusive lifetime warranty. Proudly serving you since 1964 and Generations to come. Don't miss our 58th anniversary sale at Alpen House RV. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpen House. All right, we'll keep things going here. We still have the performance industrial dirty difficult done to come on the show. We've got the Popeyes Louisiana Fast Minute as well major league baseball's trade deadline behind us it was furious it was not necessarily fast it started days no yeah but you were impressed at the amount of activity or at least the sizable names that were traded right yeah i think and even more impressive to me was how early some stuff got done there was a lot of stuff done early and then even the soto stuff like we're used to seeing like yeah 550 to five, to six o'clock is a total madhouse. That wasn't the case. Everything was done. There were people, or I guess some of the guys that we thought might go late, like the Cubs guys didn't go at all. Um, but yeah, there was like a flurry of activity very early in that final day and the day before. So most of that stuff was kind of done and, and the guys were off the table before six o'clock even came around. This was the big one, of course, Juan Soto from Washington to San Diego. Josh Bell went with him. Bell's hitting 300 this year. Yeah. Uh, and and because of Bell going as well, the Padres then had Eric Hosmer's contract that was ex- uh, expendable but difficult to move. He goes to Boston. And their first game together in San Diego, they put a pounding on Colorado. So is that a harbinger of things to come for the rest of the, the regular season or maybe postseason? I don't think so. I love I mean, it. I'm going to say something nice about San Diego and they'll say something maybe not so complimentary. Sure. I love the fact that AJ Preller went for it. Yeah. He's got a superstar in Tatis. Mm-hmm. He's got another stud in Machado who homered on Wednesday night. Um, he has a really good pitcher in Joe Musgrove. Yep. <clears throat> he couldn't let a team like the Dodgers go get Juan Soto the way they did Scherzer and Trey Turner a year ago, the way they signed Freddie Freeman this past off season, excuse me. Preller had to make a big move here. I don't know that it works, but I'm in favor of teams being aggressive in an effort to win. He had the best farm system in baseball. Yes. I don't know that the five guys I'm sending to Washington are really going to pan out. Mm-hmm. I know Juan Soto's a 23-year-old 23-year-old superstar that yes in a couple of years I'm going to have to pay a lot of money but I want to win and this is going to help me win so good for Preller. Now that all that said I still think they're the fourth de- best team in the National League. <laughs> yeah, listen, I I'm always behind there's nothing worse as a fan than watching your team do <clears throat> nothing and you exit the postseason albeit early or even even late, because you think, man, if we had only tried to do something, tried to improve our team, what could we have done? In yep. this situation, there are no what ifs. 
You don't have to ask what if because you went out and did the best you could and got the best player available, a top five player in the entire league, and made your team better. Whether or not it works out, okay, fine. You take a swing and you miss sometimes. Listen, Juan Soto himself will work out. He's going to be a star. He will probably be a Hall of Famer if his career ended in two years. Uh, but who knows if it's going to work out with the other pieces? That's yet to be you know, determined. It always takes years to figure that out. We talked about, though, we like what Washington got just in terms of it is not every day. They were put in a terrible position. He Juan Soto forced them basically into a trade. What are you going to do? You're not going to keep him around. You got to get – if he's going to walk anyway, he's not going to sign. You have to get everything you can in return for him. They did that and more. We talked about what the Padres gave him, and, and obviously we don't know a whole lot about Padres prospects, but there are four first-round picks of the Padres right. that went to Washington in this deal – along with, oh, by the way, Luke Voigt, who isn't a bad player. We saw him with the Yankees. Uh, so even if Washington's not good this year or next year or maybe the year after, they're going to be good pretty soon if those guys work out, even if only two of those guys work out. Good for Washington. Yeah, you know the team I root for is in that division, and I am dreading kind of what the Nats look like three years from now yeah. because we could be saying, look at look at what is on Washington's roster now that came in the Soto deal. And we will especially be saying that if the Padres aren't able to re-sign Juan Soto. Now, my guess is they're going to back up the Brinks truck and they're going to give Soto his yep. 35 to $40 million a year that he wants. I get that that's probably the case. But if it doesn't happen, what a steal for the Nationals. Good by Mike Rizzo, who's the GM in Washington. I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He, he did a really, really good job. Uh, given the circumstances, like you said, all right. of Major League Baseball knew this guy doesn't want to play for you anymore. You have to trade him. Why should we give you the best possible right. offer? He was able to get a really good deal uh, from the uh, the Padres. All right, Ash, let's get into your performance industrial. Dirty, difficult, done here because it is Major League Baseball trade deadline related. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Presented by Performance Industrial. And a shout out to our guy there, Bill Miller at Performance Industrial. So philanthropic. I've had the opportunity to be a part of a number of fundraisers now, even just in the last couple of mm -hmm. years with Bill from the Saratoga Bridges White Party to the Novice Cat Volleyball Tournament to the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink. Bill is everywhere, and of course, his company does such a great job. There is no job that is too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. All right, Ash, here we go. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Jordan Montgomery, and yep. the Yankees did him a little dirty just because, listen, this for, I think, everyone came totally out of left field. You go into the trade deadline, and all the talk is about the Yankees need starting pitching. The Yankees need relief pitching. Okay, they go out and get two relievers, and they go out and get a guy like Frankie Montas from the A's. And all of a sudden, I get a breaking news alert on my phone. The Yankees have traded left-handed starting pitcher Jordan Montgomery. Hold on a second. The whole goal was to get more starting pitching, which I understand you did, but you want to add depth. Now you've got Severino is hurt. Who knows what Herman is going to be? Cole is your ace, and he hasn't been very good. And you are trading Jordan Montgomery to the St. Louis Cardinals. No. Yeah, he got done dirty. And I know this is a business, 
But because it came out of left field, if you see the interview with him, it kind of hurts your heart because these guys are legitimately heartbroken to be traded. This is a guy who came up in the Yankees organization. He said, this is all I've ever known. These have been my teammates for the last five to six years. You could tell how emotional he was. He was surprised. Yankees fans were surprised. And now, oh, by the way, they got to go face him this weekend. How much more (laughs) awkward? The timing is so ridiculous in these things. How much more awkward does it get? I feel bad for the guy. He wasn't great this year. He had a 3.69 ERA and 21 starts. He wasn't great, but he was a lefty and he was good enough. His good starts were good. His bad starts were bad. That's what happens. Look at what Garrett Cole's done recently. He has not been good either. So the only more awkward trade situation this year was Christian Vasquez. Yes. When he's on the field warming up mm-hmm. in Red Sox gear. Yes. Finds out he's been traded to the Astros. Oh, by the way, they were in Houston. So, yeah. hey, Christian, we need you to go change uniforms, and 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 you're going to change clubhouses. You just walk across the diamond, go into the other clubhouse, and and he was emotional on the field Very. pregame as he was warming up for the Red Sox. Found out that he had been traded to Houston. It, it's a difficult, like you said, it's a difficult yeah. business. We saw our guy Kevin Herter get traded. Yep. You know, his immediate reaction while he was in Spain on vacation was one like, what? Yeah. Come on. And but that's the thing. You have to I don't, at some point embrace it. Right. I just think it's the surprise element. Like, obviously, you can't tell these guys you're working on a trade that includes them. You're not going to do that because then if it yeah. falls through, you destroy the relationship. I get it. But that's like being broken up with in a relationship that you think you're on the way to walking down the aisle. And all of a sudden, they're like, all right, we'll see you. We've got, we're on to bigger and better things. That's hard. That the surprise element is hard. The idea that you didn't think you were ever going to get traded. It's not like he had been in, you know, it's not like the New York post was talking about it. Oh, we were hearing Montgomery could get traded. This wasn't a long time in the works. This was like a, holy cow, we traded Jordan Montgomery. And that was how he found out too. In the Vasquez thing, even Vasquez, his name was out there. Uh The hard part for him was like you said, the Astros, the Astros end of it, where you're like, all right, you're going across the, the bleachers there walk by home plate and go to that other dugout you want to tackle this from our guy billy i need to just sit up higher with these I comments know. coming in yeah they're big uh what's up with garrett cole something sounds off with him just listening to his interview after getting roughed up against seattle you and i watched that interview mm-hmm. yesterday as well wonder how much his first start after the all-star break at baltimore took out of him more than 100 pitches hot night inhaling oranges and bananas between mm-hmm. innings that was a that you're was not video. you're not going to get a lot of sympathy from no. me about a professional athlete in heat and endurance Mm -hmm. and you're not getting it from me it's not coming from me this is this is your job is to be prepared mentally Mm -hmm. and physically i don't want to find out that you're taken off guard by i get it but if it affects you that night i can live with it but i don't want to hear six days later hey i think i might still be fatigued from my last start you you, you're losing me here If that's it, I'm not saying Billy's saying that. He's just kind of speculating here. Is is this an issue? But more often than not, it's his own fault. Like Aaron Boone wanted to take him out of that game, and he's in there throwing a fit in the dugout because he doesn't want to come out. I get it. That's the competitive fire. But at some point, some of that blame goes on him. Like, hey, man, sometimes the manager knows better. You've hit your max. You don't look like you have your stuff today. Just let, let him pull you out. Move on to the next start. Put your focus there. But this is now back-to-back starts that he has not been very good. Uh And he said, like, I was hesitant to throw my fastball. 
I said this to you. I'm like, for a guy that makes as much money as he does, he better be able to throw his fastball and locate his pitches in his sleep, in his sleep. I know that's not how it works, but get out there and be confident in every single pitch you have. Brian's watching. You know this what's funny? This guy's a monster. Brian and Billy probably know each other given the, the, the workout routines they do and, and who they work out with. But Brian's a good dude. Yeah, Blue's our favorite as well, man. Thank I you. I thought as soon as I got on the computer, I thought, oh, we match. We didn't mean it, but we match. No, yeah, we didn't. You're right. I'm wearing That's my what you're Love the matching tie. wardrobes. Got the summer tie going. Yeah. Uh, biggest winners and losers from this trade deadline. Biggest winner for you, Ash? Do you have one? The Astros. Ooh. The Astros. I, th I said that in our KPM Restoration Rapid React yesterday. I think, listen, they didn't do anything crazy, but they added depth to an already stacked team. This is a team that I, right now, for me, might be the favorite to win the World Series uh, in the AL. Yeah. You've got, in the NL, it's a whole different story. You've got multiple teams. But for me, in the AL, they're the team to beat. Yeah, I you know I I did kind of think that the other day too. After all the deals were being done, I thought if I could put money on one team today, it might be Houston because I think they can win it all. But I also think they're probably not as valued in Vegas right now. Yeah. Maybe they're the favorites in the AL, but my guess is it's still the Yankees. Yeah, and probably. then my guess is Vegas is still going to put the Dodgers and maybe the Mets ahead of a team like Houston. So you could get them in Vegas, like fifth or sixth choice, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say value there and real potential. And maybe Seattle would be a good money bet at this point, like just kind of a long shot. I was the one who was like, nah, they can't win. But clearly the way that they handled the Yankees this weekend, whatever Seattle's they've done. Not the World Series. But I'm just saying for the money, you if you can get them on good, at good money or good odds, why yeah. not give it a shot? All right, stand by. Here we go. My Caesars app. Yankees are first. Dodgers. Astros are third. So and actually, it's not that big of a gap. Yankees yeah. and Dodgers are are even with each other. It's not even money. Even with each other at right. plus 360. And the Astros are plus 430. Okay. You could get the Padres and Braves at very good value. Okay. I've got the Braves at plus 1,200 from months ago. They're now plus 1,100. Okay. So there's – okay, the – Vegas is with you. They, they think yeah. they think the Astros have a really good shot to win the World Series as well. Yeah. We've got National Lacrosse League Commissioner Brett Frude coming up with us here on the show in just a little bit. Hang on for that. Um, we'll catch up on what the Mets are up to here. They are a first-place team, of course. Mm -hmm. Three-and-a-half game lead on the Braves as they open a five-game series against Atlanta. They traded J.D. Davis to the Giants to get Darren Ruff. They also brought in the reliever Michael Gibbons from Chicago, who was not great his first time out of that New York bullpen. But this is what's really buoying hopes of Mets fans. Five games yep. between Thursday and Sunday against the Braves in a division where just three and a half games separate that, you know, if, if one team were to sweep, what a swing it would be. Yeah. Um, that that's not going to happen, but the Mets will for the first time this year, get Scherzer and DeGrom pitching in the same series. So this yeah. is an exciting weekend. If you're a Mets fan, having seen how good DeGrom was, especially his first time out this year, Ash. No doubt. And we've talked about this. I think a healthy Jacob DeGrom and everyone, 
everyone knows this, a healthy Jacob deGrom separates the Mets in the National League. It, I think it puts them to the forefront. If Jacob deGrom can finish out this season, I think the Mets become the favorite in the NL to win because I just think they're better than – the pitching staff is better than the Dodgers. There's no one's pitching staff who's better than the New York Mets with a healthy Jacob deGrom. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, on a pitch count, obviously, and that's why yep. he only went the five innings, uh, but what he was phenomenal. The, the, the bullpen uh, ended up kind of blowing it in that game the first game against the uh, the Nationals earlier this week. All right, Brett Frude is, is with us here. The new commissioner of the National Lacrosse League. It's a league, of course, Ashley knows very, very well, covering the Albany Firewolves and the sideline reporter for those games on ESPN Plus and our broadcast partner, My Four. When we come back, we'll talk with the new commish here on Honorado and Company. Hang on, everybody. Back in a minute. Teams, athletes, organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. Fire, water, smoke, mold and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property. My problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration. We'll get you back to normal. And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhaus. And a shout-out to all of our local business partners here on Honorado and Company. This is exciting stuff. When I saw the email come in from our guy, Jordan LaMaestro, with the Albany Firewolves, I emailed him back quickly, and I said, hey, <laughs> do you think we could get Brett on the show this week? Yes, quick turnaround. I know he's been very busy with <laughs> interview request but uh brett already good enough to join us here uh in the albany new york area on honorado and company the nbc uh affiliate brett thank you for taking the time with us here congratulations on the new gig thank you pleasure to be here hope you guys are doing well today was the, did you feel you, you played college lacrosse, obviously a very high level at brown yeah. um but you've spent so many years in nascar when this position opened up, was it just your love for the sport? Did you feel it tugging your heartstrings? What what brought you back to lacrosse the way this has? Yeah, definitely a little uh, serendipity here. I uh, I have not looked for a job in close to two decades, <laughs> so no resume, and uh, <laughs> was was actually on my way to to coach a high school lacrosse game when I got the call. <laughs> so. Um, definitely a passion point and uh it perked my ears pretty quickly said i had to jump on a high school bus and i'll, I'll call back as soon as the game's over but um it, it's certainly not that often you, you get one of those calls that just you know gets the the heart racing and and definitely um was excited from the beginning to talk to the owners and uh understand a little bit more about the opportunity and, and then obviously we get to today and just just proud and immensely thankful for the opportunity. 
Right. Your role with Stuart Haas Racing, uh, you've kind of done it all with them since 08. How do you feel like that has prepared you? Um, and and maybe how will it be different, obviously? What are you going to tackle as the commission of the N- uh, NLL? Yeah, so so not only have I had the, the privilege of overseeing Stuart Haas, but I've been with Tony Stewart for, you know, close to two decades. So every day's been different. Um, certainly no monotony and uh, have had to wear several different hats. So I just, I think, I'm, and I'm hoping the, the broad experience across so many different verticals will be transferable to this position because it, it really is um, gonna take a multi-strategic focus across uh, plenty of silos and, and there's a lot to get done. So I think just balance of time, having touched a bunch of different things. I, I honestly don't have too much pride of authorship. It's really surrounding myself by good people um, that ideally know more than me about different things and, and collaborating and, and, and ultimately working together for the end goal. We weren't a new franchise um, here in Albany last year. Obviously, it was a team that existed that, that made its way here. Um, so there was there was an expansion in that sense. But yeah. there is expansion in this league yeah. now this year, uh, obviously adding a huge market that I think will only continue to add professional sports teams down the road. And I'm talking probably Major League Baseball first uh, after this move. Now, what is it about this league, Brett, that you said, you know what, not only is, am I comfortable leaving a, a position of great success, um, but I believe that this league has room to grow and, and is more than sustainable. It's going to thrive. Yeah, honestly, I could answer that many different ways, but it really starts with the existing owners. And and you just talked about the folks that brought it to the capital region um, where you are and Oliver and and Mike and Brad and and their group. Um, And and collectively, as I think about the ownership group, these are blue bloods of professional sports, folks Mm -hmm. that are so sophisticated in in their thinking Um, and not just in sports. Right. These are folks that have had success across plenty of different niches. Um, so I'm, I'm most excited to have the opportunity to sit down and spend a, an immense amount of time with our ownership groups who I know are very galvanized. I'm excited about that. And then certainly next to that is, is just the, the growth of lacrosse and just the phenomenal opportunity that we have to put the NLL on a pedestal and continue growing it. Mm. Brett, we, uh, starting last season, we had this obviously new relationship with ESPN. All of our games were on ESPN+. Plus. We had a game a week on, uh, obviously, the, the platform, ESPN platform, whether it was ESPN+, Plus, U2. Um, what does a relationship like that mean to the success and the growth of a league? Because I think I would, I, I think we can all kind of agree that that helps you just kind of take the next step and gets you in, even if it's in front of people's eyes, to get you new fans across the country because – We've seen lacrosse start as a very regional kind of sport in the United States. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, and, and certainly, Chris and Ashley, you guys know it well um, from a sports standpoint. Distribution's everything. Yeah. Um, and we, I, I was just listening to you talk about the Mets. I, I, hopefully I missed the Yankee piece um, <laughs> in there. But, um, you know, it, it's so important from from. Uh, our perspective and a lacrosse perspective to hit as many eyeballs as possible. And ESPN is NTSN, just great platforms. We need to work with them. I look forward to sitting down with them in the real near future to just talk about amplification 
and shoulder programming and, and everything we can do to take that core product that we're, we're grateful that they have on their networks um, and, and amplify it as well as we can. And then outside that is every other distribution point we can, we need to take advantage of so we can introduce it to new fans. We can continue to engage with our existing fans in, in unique ways. I have a note here from George Manius, who's the president of the Albany Firewolves. He wants to know, how does he front load his home schedule so he can be in better weather and have a block party out in front of the MVP arena every single time to pack the place with thousands of people? Now, that's not actually from George, but it's somewhere in his brain. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's going to be fun working with all the respective markets, honestly, <laughs> and figuring out how, you know, we can go to MVP arena and, and put 15,000 folks in there every home game. Um, and you, you look specifically where you are and, and it's a hotbed right now for, for high school yeah. lacrosse. Um, obviously Albany university has done an amazing job, but you know, Niskahunas and the burnt Hills of the world have, have really grown over the years. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm excited to spend time in the different markets. And, and obviously you got the guys like Ressa Terrace and Vinesh and Q and guys that are at the top of their game. Um, that team there specifically, I, I think they were 500 um, last year, tough playoff loss to Buffalo, but on the rise. And it's going to be fun getting to know the players and these unique markets. And, and how do we take that that model, you know, those that play the playoffs were amazing. And you look at those finals between Colorado and, and Buffalo, the atmosphere uh, in, in bandit land was amazing. How do we continue to replicate that across across North America is, is going to be fun. Brett, for someone who's never seen a professional lacrosse game, I think we have to remind people like, yes, it's indoor, but this is these are the best lacrosse players on the planet. These are the guys who are going to play for national teams. They're going to play in the PLL. All of these guys are as good as the world has to offer. For someone who's never seen an NLL game, what do you hope that they come away with after their first game watching? What do you want that the product to be? Electricity. Just, uh, I mean, you, you said it. It's, it's, it's unbelievable athletes. But, you know, when we go to these games, it's just the physicality, the speed, the energy, the toughness, um, obviously the, the, the shot clock keeps the ball moving from one end to the other pretty quickly. It's just, it never ends, right? You're, you're at the edge of your seat um, until a timeout and in between it's just nonstop action. And, and, you know, I'm a consumer of, of sports and have been, and, and I really have never discriminated in the sport that I watch. And ultimately the, the ones I want to consume are the ones that have me on the edge of the seat every single second. Um, there's energy in the building. So we'll, we, how do we, how do we transfer what's going on on the turf into the crowd? Um, and, and then how do we give avenues for the folks that are there to engage with folks that aren't there? Um, because that's how we get new fans. It's, it's just kind of the, that engagement piece. So really exciting to, to, to tackle that. All right, Brett, last from us, because I know we're running out of time here, but I, I'm, I'm locked in to wherever you are, a home office or something like this. I mean, the, the bear is one thing, but I'm the master's flag. Can you give us a story on, on which masters that was, how you got it? What's that about? Yeah, sure. So I, I am not a golfer. Um, I wish I had more time to, to tackle it, but I did have the distinct pleasure to spend the day with Phil Mickelson. Um, thankful to a, a relationship we have with Exxon Mobil, a big partner of Stuart Haas for years. Yep. So 
I had uh, I had opportunity to golf with him a few years ago, and I, I, I'm not sure how he I got the flag, but he had signed it at the end of the day. We had dinner afterward and gave it to Incredible. me. So that's a, a Phil Mickelson Masters flag signed, and and the the few holes I got to play with him that day. And the brown you people don't give you garbage for the Harvard pillow there behind you, is that? Oh, that, that, that was a Father's Day gift from mm. from my uh, from my kids. Just mo mo the most recent Father's Day. So nice. It's a you know we got it. We got to showcase it. <laughs> I was gonna say, I Chris, it. when you have Brown and Harvard on your on your resume, I would have everything all over the place and be like, look where I went, both places. Yeah. Um, you got to flaunt that. That's pretty awesome. No uh, Brett, listen, from a perspective of I do sidelines for the the Firewolves, and I've said this to Chris. This was my first year um, as a part of the NLL, as a part of the Albany Firewolves. The product is incredible. But the thing that kind of stuck with me was the relationships that I was able to make with these players. These are professional athletes, but they you can tell that they want to grow the sport. They want to do the interviews. They want to do the stories. They want to promote their own sport, which isn't always the case. So this is a sport that if you haven't seen it as a fan, go see it the interaction that you can have with players. They sign stuff. They'll take pictures with you. This is unlike any other product at the professional level, which I think is is just really cool and a testament to the league that you are now a part of. Well, that, that certainly sounds exciting, and we're glad to have you as part of it. Um, we uh, we obviously can use all the help we can get to, to get it out there and um, excited for, for the opportunity. Brett, congrats again. I know we've got to let you run. We appreciate you squeezing us in here on a, what is a busy week with the announcement of uh, you being now the new commissioner of the National Lacrosse League. Thank you so much. I know, obviously, we'll, we'll talk down the road. Thank you all. We'll see you at a Firewolves game. Sounds good. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> you, you know it. Good stuff there. That, that, I mean, what what a backdrop in that home lot. Awesome. I'm just saying, every time we took the one yeah. shot, I'm like looking at everything else that's up on the wall behind it. It's a Good setup he's got. And honestly, I think obviously he he has the background in lacrosse, mm -hmm. right? Which I think it's what I would love from every commissioner of every professional league to have that same background, but passion to want to see that sport succeed. So that was that was good to kind of catch up with Brett as as early in the process as we did. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, he's taking over a league that is on the rise. It's been around since 19 uh, the relaunch in 97. Uh, it's now 2022. So this is a league that is not going anywhere. It is building just added its 15th franchise, like you said, and there are talks of another franchise, whether it's next season or the season. Where? After. Uh, not, not determined yet, but where are, are they talks. talking about? Where, what are they kicking around? Anything? Do you know? I think Phoenix potentially, I, I don't want to be like giving away any trade secrets or anything, but I believe that this is like, they're just hopefully out West because the divisions currently are misaligned. So it was eight and six, eight in the West, six in the East. And they're trying to even that back out or sorry, vice versa, eight, eight in the six East, yep. six in the West. So by adding Vegas, you go eight, seven. I think the point is to get to eight, eight and even it out. So that way the playoffs are a little more simple because last year in the playoffs, we had, you know, an Eastern team as a four seed in the West and it gets all kind of backwards. So yeah, this, this is a league that's growing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's take a quick time out here on Honorado and company. When we come back, the Popeyes, Louisiana fast minute, a devastating injury in college basketball and two legends lost in the same week. Back right after this. I don't care.
Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Genair, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. I'm monitoring this Brittany Griner news that's expected Ooh. to come out. If it breaks while we're in the show, I'll let you know. Uh, we, will, we will bring it to you for sure. I'll keep that. Uh, sure refreshing the twitter feed as as we do the show here uh our thanks You're to brett Frude, the commissioner of uh, i'm sorry my hair has been crazy today sorry uh, well it's it's going to be more humid I mean, it's gonna be 98 degrees in the it's albany not, area. not humid inside just crazy just crazy hair for no reason okay yeah it's gonna be we're gonna I just got mine cut we're gonna flirt with 100 i know it looks good thanks um yeah, I know. It's gonna be hot. It's you know, and I know we're like, yeah, it's summer, it gets hot. This is this is another no, level of hot. This is some unprecedented stuff. If we another hit hundred today, what what is it? Uh, like the first time in sixty years we would hit hundred. Sixty nine years. I don't think we're gonna get there. Neil okay. and Christina were saying all morning. I don't think we're gonna get there. But ninety eight is the last time we got there was twenty twelve. That's the the daily okay. record, I believe, was. Okay. 98. Um, all right, let's get into the Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute here, Ash, a segment Some we depressing. do each and every single week here on Honorado and Company. As always, you are up first. All right. This is it's a little bit depressing, our Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minutes. And, and this is about the loss of Paige Beckers. She tears her ACL on Monday. And this is a girl who a woman who we saw last year miss a handful of games, 19, I think it was with an injury to the same knee as she tore her ACL on Monday in pickup basketball, which that just stinks because it's a pickup game and you know how that goes. But this is bad for women's college basketball. This is one of the most talked about athletes, especially even as a high schooler coming into UConn, one of the most talked about high school women's athletes of all time coming to UConn. She was the national player of the year as a freshman First player ever to do that, averaged 20 points a game, six assists, led UConn to the Final Four. Then even after she missed all that time last year, came back, led the Huskies to the national championship game, still averaged around 14 points. Obviously wasn't the same player that she was the year before. Now she's going to miss the entire season, which not good for UConn, but you know UConn. They'll be, Gino will have them in the mix anyway, but they do lose. Without Beckers, they lose 52% of their scoring from last year. So it's going to be a tough, a little bit of a tough go-round for these guys, these ladies. Um, I think the number was they do have, though, two of the top five recruits coming in. So, again, 
I, I get it. You don't have Paige Beckers, but you should, Gino should have some players who can come in and eat up some points at some point as freshmen. Yeah, no doubt. They'll, they'll still be a very good team, but a national championship team. Probably I mean, not. Yeah, maybe not. Women's college basketball has leveled off too yes. much now for Gino yeah. Oriama and the UConn women's program to lose the best player in the sport yep. and still go win a title. It, it's not like 10, 15, 20 years where you could, okay, but you know what are the next three coming off the bench right. are better than anybody else's first three. Mm-hmm. It, it, the sport has leveled off and, and in a good way, in a very, very good way. Yeah, um, in the best way. Yeah, for sure. All right, here we go. My Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute, and yeah. you said it, Ash. We're not bringing great news to the table here, yeah. but how do you not spend some time talking about the two legends lost this week? Vince Scully, 94 years old. I mean, he's the voice of, forget the Dodgers, he's the voice of baseball. Uh, such a unique delivery and style that he had broadcasting games by himself in the booth up until he was 88 years old in 2016. There's the patch. The Dodgers where the rest of this year for Vin Scully, who died at 94 years old earlier. It was Bill Russell, 88 years old, a legend and a Titan and a giant in not just the NBA, but sports in general. What a great ambassador he was for the sport. 11 championships only. Richard in the NHL had as many. He had exactly 11. Maurice, the Rocket Richard with 11 as well. He won eight straight with the Celtics. I, I'm not going to get wild. into whether or not his game translates to this yet. But you guys who were monsters in sports gone this week. Sad, but honestly, I try not to get too bummed out by a lot of this stuff. I love yeah. reliving Remembering. Yep. their you know, kind of career and their impact on their respective sports or overall, right? Because Scully had the catch, Dwight Clark from Joe Montana. And then, of course, he called so many world 20-plus World Series. Right. Um, he had the Gibson home run in 88. He had the Joe Carter home run, the walk-off in Toronto. He had Hank Aaron's record-breaking home run in Atlanta. So many moments where Vince Scully was behind the microphone that uh, I haven't been sad this week. I've been enjoying all the stories that people have told about, you know, the, the impact these guys had either on that fan or or on that sport. Yeah, Nick loves them. Nick loves Vin. Um, one of the other things that I was, was thinking of, too, is a, a lot of the Bill Russell talk, and not that people forget it, but was everything that he did off the court in terms of race relations in a time when racism was even more rampant. Um, He got the presidential medal of freedom from Barack Obama. It's the highest civilian honor you can receive. This is a guy who, yes, he was incredible on the court. He's the greatest winner in the history of sports, not the history of basketball, the NBA, the history of sports. He won two, listen, he won two high school state championships Two NCAA championships at the University of San Francisco. And then, oh, by the way, 11 titles in the NBA and was the captain of a gold medal team for Team USA. So, And he's a double inductee into the Naismith Hall of Fame as a player and then as a coach. He's the first black head coach to win an NBA title. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, what what didn't the guy do? The it, it and that's the the most impressive thing to me. Like, yes, the block shots are incredible. The NBA titles are incredible, but just the the entirety of everything that he was able to do is unbelievable. He won at everything he did, including life. Won at it. So Sam saying, I th- now I I'll double check, but I think Scully had the radio call of the Carter home run. So again, it wasn't touch them all, Joe, but I think I'm pretty sure he had the radio call of that game. I, I read it somewhere in his resume that, uh, that he did have that world series. I know he wasn't on TV for it then. Yeah. Um, all right, let me throw this up here too. Cause I'm going to, I'll just do a little inside baseball with, with okay. Sam's comments. What's the story with the cat? Okay, I there's currently, I know. So let me explain it here. Sam's so tuned into what we're doing at 13 that it, we need a little background. I don't on this. watch so morning show ever. We are running uh, a promo for oh. Clear the Shelters and the local animal shelters in the area to get pets adopted into good homes throughout the entire month of August. There is a promo running where I am I'm holding a cat. Faith and I are holding this cat. This cat wanted no part of us. You also don't. I mean, you're I had to person. really use force, just the right amount, to keep know, the cat in place. You never want to feel like you're like for the smothering thirty a cat. seconds that yeah. we're doing that. Not like a dog who would sit there and, and love to be petted. Yeah, it was said, "Hey, cat, come here, man. Just hang for a little bit, dude." And so it took took a little bit of effort. That's so. It's not that I didn't want to pet him. I I couldn't. If I removed my hands, we might have lost the cat, and he'd be running around the station currently as we speak all right your popeye's louisiana fast minute there we somehow went from fried chicken love that chicken to animal shelters and clear the shelters in the month of august all right sam thanks all right quick final last time out here we'll wrap up the show right after this you've heard of unsung heroes the men and women of nyscoba are the unseen heroes for the past year you've learned about our many charitable endeavors Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view, working difficult and dangerous conditions, and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Ash, our former executive producer, Jeff, just cannot stop monitoring how much time we take up in shows. Oh, So the Popeye's what? Louisiana Fast Minute. Oh, he timed us? It's supposed to be a minute. Uh, minute 27 for you. Uh, we go after the buzzer. We go overtime on yeah. these. I went 157. But he said... Jeff, we're- we're over delivering. I get it. Yeah. We're over delivering for the sponsor. That's uh, here's how we do. Here's news out of the NFL. Roger Goodell will not personally handle the okay. Deshaun Watson appeal. Yes, He'll designate someone not within the league office to handle it. That is from Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio. So, I like that because then it's not a personal vendetta. You don't have the commissioner just 
out there, you know, waving his sword around because he is mad at Deshaun Watson and whatever. I, I like it not being so in the family. Okay. I get it from an optic standpoint. Yeah. Um, but don't you think Roger Goodell is telling this person, hey, here's my recommendation. And if you're that person, aren't you thinking, well, maybe I should do what the commissioner wants, or at least very close to it, so this looks good. Yeah. Right? I, I, from the optics standpoint, you're Goodell. You don't want to be so upfront about, hey, I'm going to punish Deshaun Watson more than the retired federal judge did. But I have to believe that whoever he's appointing is going to be somewhat in lockstep with what, what he yeah. wants. All right, check us out every Saturday. We are on the road in Saratoga. Saturdays in Saratoga with Honorado and Company. Uh, we were at Westside Sports Bar and Grill last Saturday to get you ready for the Jim Dandy. We'll be previewing the Whitney this Saturday, 11 a.m. from Clancy's Tavern on Caroline Street in downtown Saratoga Springs. I'm going to have my buddy Dan Torgman with me from America's Best Racing Great dude, and we'll share a story on the air about uh, how I was maybe a month or two into my first job, and he was a senior intern from Syracuse University, and one stupid thing we did on the job that uh, got us into some trouble with uh, police. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Well, that's one heck of a tease. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do to try to get the story. And so yeah. we'll share that. I'm interested to know if Dan remembers that from years and years ago. But check us out 11 o'clock Saturday right here where you're I'm watching us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, the News Channel 13 platforms. Getting ready for the Whitney Stakes. Uh, the draw was on Wednesday. Life is good is the favorite. Um, a Pletcher horse, right? Olympiad should be in the mix. Yep, that's Bill Mott, I believe. Um, and Pletcher has won this race a bunch of times, so I'm going to lean that way early on with life is good. Why not, okay. right? Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm interested. I'm going to have to try to watch that show because I'm interested in that story. Have you told me that story? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Then I'm interested to hear it. It's not so much of a you had to be there kind of story. I yeah. think you'll people will look at oh, us and say that wasn't the best decision best oh. thing you've ever yeah. Yeah. But that and I don't know that it got us life. the story. I'm gonna have to ask Dan if it even got us the story we were I don't know, I have to ask Dan. So hang with us on Saturday at eleven o'clock. Thanks for watching us here on Honorado and Company this week. A lot on today's show, Major yes. League Baseball's trade deadline, the Deshaun Watson news, and the new commissioner of the National Lacrosse League. Ash, thanks as always. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Have a great weekend. Stay cool, Capital Region.